We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Friday, the 14th day of October, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Uh, doing well, as usual. Uh, wonderful. I, I love this time of year because of the, the weather and everything. It's just fantastic. It's not cold, but it's just kind of starting to get down into where the air is just kind of crisp. And you've got the tree leaves that are starting to fall. So you get that nice aroma in the air of the leaves dying on the ground. And yeah, you can just tell. And then, of course, you see the pumpkins everywhere. And yeah, it's well, pumpkin you know, pie, pecan pumpkin pie. pie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Pumpkin pie. Now, now, see, you got me thinking about it now. Now I'm going to have to go to the store tomorrow. I'm going to have to buy a pumpkin. I'm going to have to make a pumpkin pie. It's worth uh, th- this it time is. of year. I do enjoy it. And as you said, nighttime, it's getting crisp, cool. Uh, not looking forward to the leaves, but eh. Yeah, yeah, you got to rake the dang on things. But anyway, uh, okay, uh, where shall we start today? I, I think today's going to be an abbreviated podcast because we're having some technical difficulties that is beyond our control. So we're going to make do as best we can. We're going to try and get through this as quickly as possible. Bruce, do you remember the uh, the whipping of the uh, of the uh, the migrants down on the border? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and, I remember that. How, yeah. yeah, yeah. How Biden, he he swore, he vowed that they mm. were going to pay for that. Yeah, yeah you're going to pay yeah. for that. Even Kamala Harris said, yeah, that's just that whipping the mic. That's just unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Now, mm. we mm. reviewed all of the video of that incident. They're not whipping anybody, are they? No. No. No, it wasn't whipping at all. No. No. They were just twirling the the reins. Mm-hmm. And, and and what does that signify? Please clarify again. So they were trying to keep uh, the migrants from getting too close to the horses, because if you get the horses frightened, uh, not only could it injure the rider, but it could also injure the migrant. Exactly. So um, that's what we're trying to prevent is something becoming worse. However, it turns out, which anybody that had eyes and a brain and a little bit of common sense could actually see that that was not a thing in the first place, but they went ahead with it anyway. They pushed it anyway. Specifically, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, pushed it. Well, it turns out that he got an email ahead of time where he knew about it. And he knew that it wasn't an actual thing, but they pushed it anyway. Are you implying that they lied to us? Well, there's just no other way around it. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm implying Mm. that they lied to us. Yeah. Uh, September 24th, 2021, an email obtained by the Heritage Foundation via a FOIA request shows that Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was directed by his assistant secretary of the Department of Homeland Security Public Affairs that the photographer who took the images of the incident was quoted as saying whipping did not happen. Despite having this information, Mayorkas stood in front of cameras just hours later and said, and I'm quoting, our nation saw horrifying images that do, that do not reflect who we are. 
We know that those images painfully conjured up the worst elements of our nation's ongoing battle against systemic racism. And he already knew. He, he already knew that that's not what it was. His own press secretary, more or less, whatever they are, whatever she is, said um, that actually didn't happen. And he went out there and he pushed it anyway. I, I'm I'm not yep. surprised at all. I mean, we we knew that that's what it was, but now to see it, like it's it's just there, and and like everybody within the department are are now like being exposed for it to prove that they knew what it was in the first place, but they just pushed it anyway. Yeah. Um. Who knew that they lied to us yet again? Uh, who would have ever guessed? Um. But you know the the, the whole situation on the border. They had to make it about something else. They had to make it about the uh, um, racism or uh, anything else. They had to make it about anything else other than uh, the border is insecure and you have migrants coming across. That that was the bigger story there, was that we've had unprecedented amounts of illegals coming across our border. Uh, and that's the bigger story, not that they were twirling the reins of it, it's it's just deflecting smokescreen and of course the the border that's that's not been a problem has it no they they say as a matter of fact that's that's more secure than it's ever been yeah it's it's more secure than it's ever yeah. been sure right right anyway i i just i thought that we should kind of just pay that just a little bit of tribute because we were criticizing it at the time saying what the hell are you doing clearly this is not what's going on so we need to make sure that the that the narrative stays what it should be so i felt as though we had to we had to just follow up on that anyhow um, on to the international stuff. You know, the IMF is out today saying that Ukraine needs $4 billion a month permanently. It, it's going to have to be permanent. Need to do $4 billion a month. You were crunching the numbers on that. That's not enough that they need to burn off all this excess cash, is it? No, it's not. It would be uh, $48 billion a year. That's not That's not enough. Um, not with the way the inflation rates are currently. We're sitting at, I, I know what they say about uh, the inflation rates, you know, we're at like, what is it, eight and a half or 8.9 or whatever it is. Now. Uh, this morning it hits, uh, hang on just a second and I will get you that, but go on. That's the number that they'll show us. When you go by how we tracked inflation back in the 1980s, we're well over 20%. Uh, we're in the range of like 24, 25% inflation rate right now. Food is risen 15%. In price, of course, the oil, gas prices, electricity, mortgages, everything is sky high. Mortgage rates, I think they said were highest uh, since 2002. There's no way 50 billion a year is enough to compensate for inflation just in the U.S. alone. 50 billion a day, maybe. Maybe that might help curb it a little bit, 50 billion a day. Uh, but the inflation yeah. rates, uh, U.S. inflation hit 8.2%. Uh, the numbers for September are out today. Of course, they're delayed by a couple of weeks. 8.2% in September, that is uh, higher than expected. Well, what were you expecting? And the core consumer price index has gone to 6.6%, which is the highest since 1982. So uh, this, is, this is the part that's so misleading. We have rates that are as high as it was back in the 1980s in multiple areas and yet the inflation rate is a fraction of what it was back in the 80s that's that's where this is all again smoke and mirrors they're they're just hiding this they don't track things like gas prices they don't track certain foods that are commonly tracked like you know milk eggs those kind of things they 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 track a small subset of food. The staples they don't track. Yeah. So 
it, it's all just a it's all just for show that it, it's just to make the this changed uh once before and then it changed again during obama so that they're just lying to us at this point. Well, where's all that excess cash going in Ukraine? Well, we're sending all this money over there. Are they manufacturing at the moment? Are they are they like is their agricultural production up? Are they making arms? Are they making uh, artillery? I mean, what what are they doing with all this money? All that money's going in there for what? What what's it going towards? Do they have private contractors in in Ukraine that they need to pay in order to build these things? I mean, what like what what's going on? Where's all that money going? I want to play this clip from Glenn Beck. He posted this from his show last week on his Twitter account. So it's out there. It's freely available for anybody to see. We also have it up on our Telegram page. Listen to where our tax dollars are going in Ukraine. The Senate just passed a bill last night to fund the government, which includes another $12 billion for Ukraine. Chris, this has got to stop. It's got to stop. Well, and one other thing that a lot of people don't realize, we're not just funding their military efforts. We're funding their entire government operations, including their pension plans. We're funding Ukrainian pension plans. That's right. And uh, and look, I want to help them. I am a defense hawk, and I believe the United States needs to help in this situation. But we have to define the limits of our help. We owe the American people an explanation for how much money we're willing to spend and how long we're willing to be right, there Chris, and the goals we're trying to achieve. Chris, will you do me a favor? Would you put me in touch with whomever has all of the information of where this money is going, including the pension plans? I would love to have you come on the air and explain it to the American people. Somebody has got to expose all this. I think, you know, honestly, my first thought when I saw the Nord Stream was, I don't think that we did this. You know, we didn't send our Navy SEALs in to do this. There's no way. However, I'm not convinced that some rogue party, somebody, and it could be for a million different reasons. I'm not convinced that some of our money that has been over there without any accounting didn't give somebody half a billion dollars and say, go blow these things up. And we didn't do it, but it was maybe possibly our money. There's no accountability for any of this. And now that would be what seventy five trillion billion dollars that we have sent over there. Five billion dollars can change the world. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I also point out in this latest editorial going is that there's no IG, there's no accounting. We just send the money and hope it ends up where we where we say it does. We're funding their entire government pension system when we can't even fund our own. We're funding theirs. Like that's that, that's this unbelievable. Is, this is so frustrating as it just for the average person <laughs> to see the government throwing money at Ukraine. I, I don't even understand why he's so this uh, is this a rep or a senator or whatever the hell he was. Uh, he's a rep. Um, yeah. He's a I think he's rep. a rep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even understand why he's so hot. OK, I understand being a defense hawk. I get it. What the hell does Ukraine have to do with our defense? Like nothing. I, nothing. I, I, I feel for the Ukrainian people. I hate that you got. But like if we weren't involved in Ukraine, if we wouldn't have been over there to begin with, would Russia have pushed into Crimea? Would they have uh, done the things that they had done over the last, what, eight years? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. At least under Trump, we know that he didn't do anything. Putin didn't do anything when it came to uh, aggression. Uh, so maybe 
maybe if things were differently, I don't, I don't know, but now we're throwing money at, at this situation. We're helping Ukraine secure their border. We're shipping over weapons over to them. We're helping fund their pensions. We're in the middle of a recession. The economy is on the verge of collapsing. You're on the verge of losing your pension here in the country. Our borders are not secure, and they're trying to take our guns. Uh, is this is this a bizarro world? As the American, as as just the average American, how can you not be pissed at this government, at this administration, at what they're doing? I think it's more than that too. I think it's Congress. You know, I, I said yesterday. I said every single senator that's voting for at least at least we know six of them publicly have bank accounts there. Every single senator that's voting to to send this money over there, they should be hauled in before a board of inquiry and asked, "Do you have a bank account there? Do you have financial ties to that country?" I mean, we know how much the administration is tied into that country. That we know, and this is nothing new. It goes all the way back uh, the State Department, and everything under Obama, and actually, it goes back to Senator Obama when he was a senator. We saw photos of him over there visiting a a, a, a weapons factory in what was it, two thousand four to two thousand five, something like that. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was before he even ran. What was he doing there? Why? Like, what? What business do we have in there? Did, did we have to go in and we had to? We have to set up a, another Panama? Is that what we had to do? Did we have to do another Iran Contra deal? You know, the gun running that we were doing out of uh, out of South America back in the eighties. Is that what we had to do? What we we have to continue to put uh, uh, weapons on the black market around the world through arms dealers and through the military industrial complex? That's what we have to do. That makes sense now. It does. I did. I didn't. I didn't connect the dots. Benghazi was gun smuggling. Yeah. Where did they get the guns? Where did they come from? Obama was go. already there setting up ties in Ukraine. Yeah. Yep. And then when the, he got into presidency, he already had the ties uh, with the manufacturing there, and they and the oligarchs there. Yeah, of course. That that would make sense, and that's why. Yeah, that that that, that would make a whole bunch of sense. That's why the oligarchs were uh, more willing to do business with uh, the the Biden administration because they were already in with the uh, Obamas, and uh, that would make sense. Now, and what happened? I'm speculating, mind you. Yeah, but of course, it and, makes and, sense. And on that point, what happened with the biggest oligarch they have in Ukraine? What happened to Kolomoisky? What happened to him? Where did he go? Good question. That guy was so corrupt. Well, he's well, unless he's still around. That guy was or is so corrupt. He actually couldn't get a visa to come to the United States, and that was under the Obama administration. He he couldn't he couldn't even get a visa to come into the U.S. And that's where they ran all the money through through his bank. All of a sudden, he did get clearance. Then he did get clearance. Yeah, under the Bidens. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, they need another four billion. Um, that's uh, that's what's being uh, talked about today. Of course, we have to do four billion now a month. I guess that's going to take care of their pension plans, uh, just the pension plans. I'm assuming. You keep shaking your head, Bruce. We got to take care of those pension plans. What's wrong with you? Yeah, sure. Their pensions. Yeah. Never mind the American people. Never mind the American people. Of course not. Uh, which, by the way, would be the Europeans that would be floating that because of the IMF. Then that's going to be European well, taxpayer money that's going to be stolen. Which here they can't yeah. even fund the pension plans here. You know those are those are bust just the same. Emmanuel Macron tweeted this today. We do not want a world war. He tweeted this in English translation. We want a world war. Yeah. The thing is, the only reason I could see them wanting a world war is to enact their um, uh, digital ID system. Yeah, That's the only I think, reason I can see it. I think it's a cover. For, they, they need a cover for the, for the economic collapse. If you go back in history and you look at the economic collapses, war, famine, follow along with it. 
right? All yep. the time, every single time. War and famine follow with it. And they need, like, that's their game. That's their only play. The central bankers, that's their only play is war now. Yep. That's it. And and everything yep. that's happened with our, excuse me, everything that, well, everything that has happened and everything that is happening and is going to happen with our economic system, they are racing to get that digital system in, as you're talking about. They're racing to get that in because if they don't, all of their crimes are going to be exposed. If they don't have that system ready to come online, all of the crimes that they have committed against the people financially are going to come out. People are going to understand once they see that money vanish before their very eyes, people are going to understand who did it. This is not the same as it was 100 years ago. Yesterday, we talked about how Bill Gates is pulling all of his money out of the stock market and telling everybody else to stay in, just like Rockefeller did, just like JP Morgan did, just like Carnegie, Ford, and all the rest of them. Those guys, they all did the same thing. What did that do? That stopped investments in the market. That's what caused the depression. And then when there were no more investments and everyone else was out of business, guess who the only game in town was on the other side? What do you think Gates is wanting to do? You see, now that we have the free flow of information, which again, they're trying to get a hold of, they want to grab control of the entire internet, don't forget, with the digital ID system. They can't hide that any longer. People are going to see that that's what is going on. They are the ones that are responsible and people can see it and they're going to want vengeance. Rightfully so. Any other time in history when uh, the elite come in and take everything you have, eventually that's what it ends up being is the people rise up against and overthrow those governments or in this case, kings, you know, rulers, whatever. This is what they want. Uh, they being the elite, they want this collapse. As you said, they get to buy up all the competition, all the businesses that collapse, all the uh, houses that get foreclosed on. Uh, you have a ton of investment companies, a ton of banks, a ton of uh, these these rich elite that will buy it up and then they own it. So now uh, you'll be allowed to live there, rent. You won't own anything. And then they'll enact their um, digital uh, ID system because we have to protect against uh, misinformation, disinformation. We have to ensure that uh, none of these dissenters, which they may... I'm I'm wondering if they're going to, as this starts ramping up, if they're going to have some patriot front or some some group like that that does a, a, some kind of ca catastrophic event domestically, and they use that as a catalyst because January six wasn't good enough. That that wasn't big enough. So they're they're going to try to ramp it up a bit and create something even worse. So they have their rhetoric to say. See, we need this digital system to track people like this to ensure that we can uh, protect you, the, the citizenry. Well, they've been saying that anyway. They, they've been saying that uh, they, they started with they started that rhetoric with cryptocurrencies, if you remember. All that's used by kidnappers and yeah. terrorists and uh, and weapons traffickers and drug dealers and everything else. You know what? Let's let's look at this in context, okay? Let's just take this into context. Where do you have a majority? Not all, of course. We have a goodly percentage of it here in the West. Where do you have a majority of weapons trafficking, human trafficking, which you know that falls under kidnapping, drug trafficking, these types of things? Where do you have a majority of this type of behavior? You have it in third world countries, don't you? I'm not bashing on them. I'm just saying because of the way that the corruption is in those countries, we're corrupt as it is. I mean, I understand, but not as bad in society as a lot of these other poorer countries around the world. Okay. 
So let's just take that into context. Do these criminal enterprises, and I'm talking about all the way down to the low level guy on the street, do they even have the ability to trade cryptocurrency in a lot of these countries where they can't even keep the lights on and they don't have running water most of the time? Do they have the ability to trade cryptocurrencies? I'm going to say no. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with the answer is no. That is why if you're trapped in a foreign country in one of these third world countries or a poorer country, you're not going to be able to trade that kind of thing for any kind of favor or whatever you need to get yourself out of harm's way because most people there aren't even going to know what it is. You're going to need something else. I don't know, gold coins, hard cash, something else such as a nice watch, you know, these types of things. That's what they understand. That's the type of thing that they understand, not cryptocurrencies. And again, I'm not cheering and, and going rah-rah for crypto. I'm just saying this is what they're using as an excuse because it threatens their power monopoly. The thing is, and, and this is this is part of the reason I think they're going to, to try to ramp it up and try to do something um, more disastrous. People aren't buying. They don't buy the, the lies that they're saying about cryptocurrencies. They don't buy the lies about January 6th. The ones that are buying it are the crazy radical left that are either crazy radicals or just dupes or both technically they're dupes they're they're voting democrat still those are the types that are buying this rhetoric the average person doesn't buy it and honestly if you really get down to it the the technically the third world countries like you were referencing there with the uh the weapons and the human trafficking and everything that's really just the warehouse if you will and manufacturing the the actual consumer of it is the wealthy in first world countries, interestingly enough, uh, except for maybe weapons. Uh, weapons, that one kind of, that hits mm -hmm. all the above. Yeah. Uh, that hits third world and first world uh, all the same. Let's take a listen to, just, just to kind of put into perspective uh, how much they feel like they're threatened at the moment. Let's go to the head of the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde. What does she have to say about the, well, the, the shaky foundation that the central banks are now on top of. Where do we stand? We central bankers, we have been operating as a monetary anchor in relation to the commercial banks and the private money. If we are not in that game, if we are not involved in experimenting, in innovating in terms of digital uh, central bank money, we risk losing the role of anchor that we have played uh, for many, many decades. And we have historical examples of period where the central bank uh, monetary anchor was not there and that precipitated crisis after crisis. That certainly was the case at the time of the free banking in the 19th century. Do we want to go back to those days? Probably yes. not. I would say certainly not from our vantage point, as a result of which we have to respond to the demand for those digital payments in order to maintain the role of anchor that we have uh, been playing uh, regularly. Just a couple of things. Okay. Do we want to go back to the time where we had a system of, of free independent banking? Yes, we do. We do. That's why we had that system of independent banking, because we didn't have crisis after crisis until we had a centralized banking cartel that came in, which, by the way, again, that was passed under nefarious means and under uh, under secret and the cloak of night, literally under the cloak of night by three members of Congress in 1913. That's how we ended up with the Federal Reserve System in the United States. And this is somehow uh, legitimate. They even call themselves federal. They're not federal at all. They're as federal as Federal Express. I can call myself Federal Reserve Pizza. That doesn't mean I'm part of the federal government, does it? No. But see, they risk losing the role of anchor. Huh. Bruce, just going back to, to a biblical reference here, 
it was Christ that became violent when he threw the money changers out of the temple, right? He went in, he flipped the tables over, or it, it, I'm right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not wrong, am I? No, you, you, no, you're right. He, okay. he did. Um, okay, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did that. And she said, "Anchor, we we risk losing uh, the role of anchor." I mean, I can think of no better anchor than a millstone. Can you? Uh, that 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 would be a good anchor. Um, I think in this so case. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would also throw in as well, the uh, central bank is also the culprit, shall we say. You know, when we had the um, free banking back in the day, we also had our currency tied to an actual physical asset known as gold. And then ever since the central banking, uh, they pushed as well as uh, our government to get off of it here in the U.S., at least. And uh, now you have this wonderful currency that's a fiat currency that has no wealth, no worth. Uh, except for what is um, uh, they, they say is there, except it's it's not based on anything. I, I, this, this is so baffling in the, at this point that uh, any other time in history, this wouldn't be these are these are, it, it's like tulips. It, it, it just yeah. I see no reason to move to a digital currency. You notice that they haven't given us a concrete reason as to why we actually need it. They haven't actually said that, have they? They say, oh, well, we've got to have it because of what? Because you need clarity on every transaction. That's not a reason to replace the entire financial system. No, the reason, as, again, as I said, the reason they want to replace the entire financial system and Bill Gates, again, let the cat out of the bag on the Bloomberg podcast when he said, well, look, a lot goes into replacing an entire physical economy. Yeah, that's what they want to do. Physical economy also means cash. Yeah, you got to get rid of that. And you. And you. Yeah. I tell that to people all the time. I'm like, have you figured out that you're the carbon they want to erase yet? Have you figured that out? You're the carbon footprint they want to take to zero. You figured that out. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's um, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't want a central bank as an as an anchor. Uh, I, I don't. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I want those people hauled in. I, I want them rested. That's what I want. I want everything that they have stolen. I want all of their assets reappropriated is what I want. That's what I want. Have you ever looked at video? And I, I know there's a lot of that vintage old video. Have you ever looked at that that old video that's been restored and colorized from uh, around the first part of the uh, the 20th century, about 1903, 1905, somewhere along in there? You look at American cities. We had roads, really good ones. We had bridges, really good ones. People had class about themselves, as in the way they dressed, the way they carried themselves. We had lots and lots of businesses. What happened? What what happened? I, I, I thought everybody was suffering. Everybody was was in a state of depravity. We were having crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis because we didn't have an anchor of a central bank. And yet society still went on. Yeah. And quite frankly, ever since we've had a central bank, we have had crisis after crisis after crisis because they keep intervening. If you believe for one minute, and I'm not an economist, it doesn't take much more than common sense to see this. If you believe that we have an economy right now based on supply and demand, you are sorely mistaken. We certainly do not, especially over the last two and a half years. So all of that has to be replaced. We talked about PayPal a couple of days ago as being part of the, the digital money sending. I mean, that's kind of, a, it's a step in that direction. I'm not going to say that it's fully digital, you know, cash or anything like that, because it's just a, it's a form of electronic funds transfer. Okay, fine. You can do the same thing through your bank, quite frankly, if you wire people money that way. It's just usually the bank takes a higher fee. PayPal 
you know, they've lost 20% of their stock value in the last three days. <laughs> yeah, it's strange how that happens because they, uh, they said they were going to start charging people $2,500 right out of their account. They were going to direct debit their account if they were spreading misinformation or disinformation. Well, there have been so many people that have canceled their account. They've, again, and their share price is based on the number of customers that they have and the amount of transactions that they do. And if those are down, then their stock price is going to take a hit. Their share price is going to take a hit. They've lost 20% in three days. In 72 hours, they've lost 20%. I, I think it's right around 20%, upwards of 20%. Now they're offering bribes for people to stop canceling their accounts. Can you believe that? Are you hearing this? They're offering people bribes to stop. They're going to pay people $15, not a whole lot, but they're going to pay people $15 to stop from canceling their account. $15 is all you're going to offer me for not closing my account? That's it. I think, 15 bucks. I, I, I think uh, because you're because of that insult that you're I'm not a valued customer, you were going to charge me over $2,000 for quote unquote misinformation. And all you can muster is $15 to bribe me to stay around? It's a smack in the face. No. It? Yeah, it is. That, that, that is quite the slap in the face. I, I would think... I would hope that uh, people go ahead and close their account anyway. Or wh wh what's the stipulation uh, of not closing your account? Is there like a time frame or something? Because like if if you have to like continue using them for like a month, just move all your any 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 money that you have there, move it out and just don't use the platform for that long. Get your money, move it and then close the account. What can I say? I mean, millions and millions and millions of people around the world use PayPal. It's in more than one country. So, I mean, it is a, it is a pretty easy way to do, uh, to do business, I have to say. But they kind of jumped ahead of the gun, if you will. Bruce, you were explaining this in prep, and I thought you explained it pretty well. They believe that they've actually got the majority on their side when it comes to the political side of things, as in like they believe they have the, the majority of people around the world on board with the, uh, the woke agenda and the, uh, the woke politics of it all, that they're going to get public support. And this is what I, I think the masses don't quite get yet, as in like at least the, the thinking masses. They don't quite get that even though we're dealing with an inflationary problem, we're dealing with, uh, you know, an upcoming credit crunch, and we're dealing with um, uh, consumer price index hikes and interest rates and, and all the rest of it. You still have the ability to vote with your dollars. You see, they don't have that system in just yet. When they put stakeholder capitalism in, which is just crony capitalism with the digital system, they don't have that in yet. They're still functioning based on the old system of cash. If they don't have cash, they don't give a damn what you have to say anymore. If there's an entire digital system, they don't care. They'll just digitize whatever they need. They could give a damn whether you follow their politics or not. But they're still beholden, at least for the time, on cash and share prices and shareholders. With stakeholders, you don't have any of that. They don't have that system in place yet. And so therefore, they're taking a hit where they actually believe that, oh, well, because we're promoting this, because we're on board with the ESGs, with Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum, that they're going to be safe. But you're saying that they jumped ahead of the gun just a little bit. Yeah, they're in this case, they're um, far ahead of the gun. In fact, they think that the average person is, as you said, uh, on board with uh, their rhetoric. They're on board with what the left is saying. No, no, obviously, uh, that's not the case. The, the thing is, is when you <laughs> when you it triggered people's logic and reason because they now said it's no longer about what someone else is doing. 
Now it's about what you're doing. And when you do it wrong, you, you do wrong. By the way, very vague wordage. That could mean just about anything. You could say, well, we, we had a nice sunset and it was a nice uh, uh, orange color. Well, I'm sorry, the sky's blue. You, you, you just, that, that's, that's misinformation. And they could, they could charge you $2,500 for misinformation there. It could be something as simple as that. We don't know because legalese, it's just what you can argue in court. I think when people realized that this could affect me, they spoke out. And as you said, we still have the system in place that uh, we have an effect. Uh, if we say no, we can vote with our dollars and they're still beholden to us for now. If they get the, the digital currency in, though, and the, the social credit, they don't care. They won't care anymore. What's that? This company's collapsing and it's the government sanctioned one. Well, that's all right. We'll just take a haircut off of everybody and ensure that the. Yeah. You just need 50 billion to uh, save your uh, your corporation. That's this woke over there. You just need 50 billion. OK, here you go. Click, click, click on a keyboard. Yeah. There you go. That's all you need. Just take it from the average person. They don't need it. No, no. See, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. Yeah, um, yeah. We can kick out of here a little bit early. Like I said, it's going to be an abbreviated one today. We do apologize. We were going to do uh, emergency prep this week, but unfortunately, because of scheduling conflicts, Marty's not able to join us this week. So we will be on to emergency prep next week. So next Friday, a week from today. Uh, is when we'll be discussing that. It will be one of our specials. We're going to specifically stick to emergency prep and nothing else. We're not going to talk politics that day uh, or anything in, in current events. Well, I guess kind of current events because emergency prep, I mean, that's kind of, you know, preparedness. That's that's kind of that's, yeah, that's current events. That is current. It's current yeah. events. Uh, barring, you know, a world ending event between now and next Friday. But, you know, we'll see because every day is an adventure, it seems. For those of you who are signed up to us on Telegram, we will have an exclusive out for you on Saturday. Ned will be with us. Uh, tomorrow. So you'll be uh, you'll be getting that podcast on Saturday. For everyone else, you will get that exact same podcast. There is no difference. The only difference is, is Telegram subscribers get it a couple of days early. So you'll get that podcast on Monday. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday.